0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Fit for Purpose podcast. Today, I'm talking to Daniel Harrison, Chief Executive of True Potential. Daniel, we probably should start by you explaining to people what TP does.
1: Hi, Justine. Um, Yeah, I think if we're using a marketing buzzword, we're described as a fintech firm, which is shorthand for financial technology. But um, in more layman's terms, what we do is we look after people's investments and pensions. We we run about 16 billion pounds of which we, we, we invest about 14 billion of that in our own two potential funds. We work with about 20% of all UK financial advisors and we help those advisors look after about a million different UK people's savings, pensions, uh, and, and we help them do more with their money via our technology. So, all of our clients have the ability to see how they're getting on against their goals, see how their funds are performing in the palm of their hands using an app or being able to log in via their website.
0: So just really transparent. And I guess, I mean, we, a lot of us read in the paper how, you know, COVID's just really changed people's spending habits. I mean, we haven't been able to go to the pub, get to the restaurant, all of that stuff that a lot of people used to do. Have you directly seen that come through in, in terms of people using this moment as difficult as it's been, but kind of thinking right, I I maybe need to do a bit of saving now. Have you seen that for, for true potential?
1: We have, yeah. I think um, I, I, I think the the first change what we saw Justine was was people's want to really embrace technology. So I think there's very few good things that came out of this this pandemic and 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 all of the bad times a lot of people had to go through. But some of the some of the positives coming out of it, I think has definitely been the ability for people to be able to save more, which which I'll get onto in a moment. But the, the other part is just how people have been more engaged with their finances as well. So we've had our best of a year in terms of people logging in um, and, and, viewing, um, and, and viewing their portfolios in terms of sending us messages, in terms of asking for video call reviews. A, a lot of technology, which people would normally be really reticent to use when it comes to, their investments in pensions either because they think it's boring you know which i think a lot of people tend to think when it comes to a pension or because they simply haven't had time um so i think when people are being fixed in one place for longer they've actually had more time to look after themselves with, with which is really important i think you know as, as i mentioned pensions can be seen as a, a bit of a boring subject at times but it's it's so vital that people have enough money for, for a happy retirement uh from there so that's been one positive and as you say the there has been this 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 savings where people haven't had the ability to be able to go to a pub a restaurant or or holiday although you know if you if if, if where you're living just in like Newcastle over the last week and a half certainly everyone's making up for that now by, by visiting <laughs> yeah. every beer garden going mm-hmm. um but yeah savings are up and, and and people are actually using that money it's not just sitting in the banks you know so we've got a bit of technology called Impulse Save, which lets clients save from £1 upwards. And we just had our best ever month. We saved £40 million in March alone with with the Impulse Save. And the average payment there is about £50 as well. So uh, what I love about that is that's thousands of micro payments and, and, and many, many clients just taking that interest and not just letting the money sit in the bank. They're actually putting it into their investment or into their pension and and, and contributing towards their future.
0: And do you think once people get into this new habit, because that's effectively what all of the the lockdowns transitioned us to, your sense is that's going to continue because actually, you know, you said pensions can be a bit boring, but actually, I guess once people start checking and they get used to doing that, actually they're quite interested to see how things are going, I presume.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I think there's, there's been a, a marked change in, in the discussion over the last year or so as well, where people are paying it, it, interest in investing money. I think it's, it, it's not my area of expertise, so I'll, I'll not go into it too much. But even the discussion about, say, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency and, and people looking to invest in, you know, in, in direct equities and other such stocks like that, that was a that was the type of conversation which you wouldn't hear too much. Fourteen months ago, but I think because people have had time to sit and think and reflect, um, you know, all of a sudden it's it's seen as less of a kind of dirty secret, so to speak, to be proud to be investing some money and, and saving up. And yeah, I've seen the, the 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 trajectory we were looking at in terms of growth. You know, when I mentioned impulse save or I mentioned people logging in month on month, that's just been going up. So I was just speaking to a, a colleague earlier today, and we've we've just gone through a million. Um, different logins over a twelve-month period, of which sixty-four percent was done on the app as well. So, even going back a couple of years ago, that 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 figures like that were, were much smaller. We're talking about maybe twenty-five percent smaller than that. So, yeah, we, we've got the figures. I think that the challenge for us is to keep engaging with clients and to make sure that that habit is thoroughly cemented. So, as as lockdown begins to unpick further. People don't slip back in their bad old ways of not paying attention to their finances and indeed not taking an interest in their retirement.
0: So I guess there's almost three things happening, all of which push in the right direction in a way for for true potential, but also for savings. One is people using technology more than ever before to manage their finances. And and having done that maybe for a while on a a bank account now thinking, well, why wouldn't I do that with savings and, and pensions? second is i guess a younger generation for whom this was always going to be the medium by which they were going to want to keep in control of their money anyway and then i guess the third thing is this sense of actually almost a bit of a democratization of doing investments as you said you know with bitcoin and some of those things you sort of see reported in the paper about you know retail investors driving share prices and and just maybe a younger generation that's a bit more interested in that and and actually doesn't see it as something that's a bit dusty that you know somebody in the city would do and and i guess all of them mean that they're all kind of really in that space now where the kind of product that true potential's got is going to be one that will really work for them as as individuals
1: absolutely i think democratization is a, a fab way of putting it justine i think uh Technology is a great leveler. Uh, uh, technology doesn't care if you have one pound to your name or if you have a million pounds to the name. You're just a, a line of code uh, with, with, within there. Uh, and what that democratisation lets everybody do is have access to be able to invest, have access to advice where it's needed. Whereas I think in the past, even younger generation or, or, or supposed lower low income brackets of people probably thought that it was beyond them being able to invest money may, maybe because they didn't have access to it or because they didn't think they had enough money to be able to invest with say, a financial advisor um, that level of technology you know is, is it, it, it makes that so much easier it makes it so much accessible to anybody which is an excellent thing as well, the more people who are interested in saving money the more people who are interested in doing something about it the the better you know i I said before it's it's yes it's a dull subject but there should be nothing more important in your life than having enough financial security to be able to you know if if times get hard to have something to fall back on in the short term but also it's so that you know the hard life that you've worked towards the career that you've built up it also ensures you get a just reward at the end of it with a good retirement as as well you know it's uh one of my favorite kind of descriptions of retirement is it's it's a week of weekends, which is, you know, if we think how before lockdown what our spending habits were like on a weekend where you, you do, you 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 go out with friends or you go out with family, you go to a restaurant, you may go to a bar, you may go to a, the cinema or what have you. You spend a lot more money uh, d- d- during those days. Retirement is obviously seven days of that then. Um, and so I think if people take the interest and people, use the technology and get the transparency which technology brings, they can set a realistic goal and say this is the type of retirement I want. This is the type of lifestyle I want, which I'm working hard toward now.
0: Mm. And, of course, with the wider work that we've been doing on the Social Mobility Pledge and, and the Purpose Coalition, all those really activist companies and universities, True Potential is one of those right at the heart of it. We came up with the leveling up goals, which very much breaks down leveling up into these 14 distinct goals. But of course, goal seven is around having savings and access to credit. And it's absolutely crucial um, for people. Um, But another area I really wanted to ask you about, Daniel, is of course, outside of, if you like, the core true potential business, I know that leveling up's a massive passion of yours. And of course, the last time we spoke, you know, obviously it was about launching the the, the action plans that you were doing for, yes. for the Social Mobility Pledge, um, pathways to progress, and and at the heart of that is obviously the work that you do with the Harrison Centre. So, I think it'd be really interesting just to get a sense of where the Harrison Centre has got to you know the Harrison challenge which is very much about you know apps and and how how they can be used for for you know doing exactly what you said you know getting people the chance to to sort of maybe have their own ideas on technology but tell us a little bit about about where we go with the Harrison challenge next from a true potential perspective
1: yeah absolutely one of the things i i love about leveling up as as well just in, in general is the the sense of independence it can give people, and, and, and the confidence, which I think comes from opportunities as well. So, with the Harrison Challenge, um, you know that's 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 linked to the the Harrison Centre for Social Mobility, which is across at the Beacon of Lights or the Foundation of Lights across at Sunderland Football Club, which is all about giving educational and and, and opportunities to to you know uh, younger children who may have been excluded from from a more traditional school route and the, the the harrison challenge is all about you know um an, an eight-week program where where the students are building a an idea for a financial services app and then they're presenting it uh, to us as well and they when i mention independence what i like about this particular challenge is everybody especially in that age bracket use apps every single day they use their phones they they they, or they're using iPads or they're interacting with smart TVs, etc. There's, there's a lot of usage of apps, but these, these girls and boys might not necessarily be using them in a financial sense. And what we're saying is, well, don't worry about the old boring, stuffy world of investments, pensions, or banking, or whatever. Think about what type of app you would like to use. Think about what would actually grab the attention of people just like you. Go away and develop it in your smaller teams. And then at the end of the eight week period presented to, to me, to David, to um, to Diane Patterson, who was one of our colleagues. And, and then last time we did this, which was about a year and year a bit ago, uh, to Lord John Byrd as well. Um, so a bit like a Dragon's Den type of experience as well, which I really enjoyed the last time we did it. And what I enjoyed best was that enthusiasm which comes from, it uh, makes me sound older. I, I I don't think I'm that old yet, but from from youth, that 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 enthusiasm, that here's a new idea, here's something which completely appeals to me. And I think there was four or five teams the last time. And we're, 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 without sounding like I'm patronising them, we could have picked the winner from any of those teams. It was five mm-hmm. great presentations. And what was also nice is, during that was to see the different players within that team. So what you had is got some very shy boys and girls within there, who I think you could say they're the guys who were behind the scenes with some of the ideas, scribbling the ideas down, you know, drawing things up on the wall. But then, as you tend to always get within a the group, then you've got the extrovert as well. So they're the ones presenting um, within there. And, and to to me, I, I I love watching that team dynamic at work as well. So. I think we're three weeks in or so in the Harrison Foundation. So, you know, four or five weeks and uh, they're presenting uh, to us.
0: <laughs> no pressure then. <laughs> no
1: pressure, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it sounds great. And and I guess, you know, you must obviously have a lot of chance to talk to these young people. What sort of advice are you giving them, you know, from your own experience, I guess?
1: The, the, the advice for the app is... Write it down and try it out, uh, and but actually, that's 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 really linked with the type of advice I'd, I'd give anybody, um, which is give it a go, try it out, um, get stuck in. Like all, all of these kind of buzzwords, so to speak, but I, I don't mean them like a buzzword. I, I I really think you can make a difference with them. What, the bit of advice I was given to to the, the the girls and boys when when I was asked about my own career pathway. Um, was I've always worked as, as long as I have been able to work. I've I've held various different part time opportunities and then that the full time opportunities. Um, and by always working, what, what it meant is I was always waking up with 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 a purpose, with something to do that day. You know, so that I I think on a it's it's nice at times, of course, to be awake. Obviously, I've got nothing on today, but that sharp gets dull and that shop dulls your mind as well but being able to wake up in the morning and say i've got a purpose today i'm gonna get showered i'm gonna get dressed i'm gonna go to work um i think creates confidence in in, in those uh, in, in those people um but also the the power of working means you earn money um money Money does make the world go around, rightly or wrongly. But why does it make the world go around? Because it gives you an opportunity. It gives you independence. Having your own pay packet means that you can do things with your friends. It means you can do things with your family. You, know, where you, you can go to the pub tonight you know, on a lovely sunny day like today. You finish work, go to the pub with your friends or go to the pub with your colleagues. And you're spending what you've earned uh, within there. So that independence from there, the other side of things, the, the other builder of confidence is the more you achieve at work, and and sometimes it, some people get hung up about achievement as well, which is you know you, you watch people watch too many Instagram videos and think right well if I'm not a millionaire by the time I'm 25 I failed and that's entirely wrong you know a greater achievement is being able to stick at something day in day out and and progress in the right way progress in a measured fashion. Um, which only comes from going to work. It only comes from working with people just like you, but also learning from people who were in your shoes two years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago as well. So I think it's it's opportunity, it's confidence, it, it's independence uh, with, with some of the things I was trying to hopefully portray to, to to the people at the beginning.
0: And again, I guess through the Pathways to Progress action plan, you know the other point that you were making in the sense in that that piece of work was you have built a pipeline, so you're a fintech company right on the doorstep of communities around the Harrison Center and more widely in the northeast so you know this this chance of getting a job in in a tech company isn't something that's you know a mirage actually it's right on their doorstep if if they can aim for it and do the right. You know, take the right steps and get the right experience then they c- they've got every chance of having a great career in True Potential and of course for you as a business that's exactly what you want is that talent uh, pipeline to to head towards your door.
1: Absolutely Justine you know mate some of our best success stories here are apprentices who 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 came in and, and worked for us we've been running apprentice schemes for a number of years now at True Potential and I agree we've talked about them with, with yourself and with your team in the past, you know, but s- success stories from, from one particular lady who works for us who began life just as a receptionist, or I, I say just, I don't even mean that cheeky, but uh, you know, she started there because she wanted to get her foot in the door at a firm, like true potential. But then she ended that development Academy. Uh, she was just in the office yesterday. We we're, we're, we're in the middle of cycling all of the staff in to start to induct them back into ways of working. And, She's an absolute credit to the the development team. And when she joined us at True Potential, she didn't have a a touch of coding background at all. Um, But what she had was attitude. Uh, She had the willingness to get stuck in, to learn. Um, If people have that attitude to get stuck in, to learn, to want to better yourselves, um, it's a doddle then to to, to mold those individuals into that. So... I love the apprentice schemes. I love that about the leveling up side of things because I was someone, personally, it's it's, it's not always like do what I do type of thing or, or copy me, but I didn't go to university when I was 18. I, I went to work because I didn't know what I wanted to do then. So I, I was urged by by my father, just go out and work and, and get on there. And then I, I went to university part-time after that. And that, that's the thing I'd always say to people. You don't need to be... a a high-flying whiz kid graduate to come and work for for a company like True Potential. What you've got to do is stick your hand up and say, I don't have a degree, I don't have this, but I've got the right attitude. I want to get stuck in. I want to work. And that's one of the things we do with the the Harrison Centre at the Foundation of Light is, at the end of their program that they're all offered paid work experience with us to mm-hmm. hopefully get, get used to working at a firm like True Potential. And if they like us and they like us and they, and they want to work with us, they would be delighted as well to welcome them into the True Potential family.
0: And, of course, one of the things you've now really looked at, which I'm, I'm fascinated by, is really remodeling and overhauling your head office um, yeah, and and completely rethinking that space. So tell us a bit about what you've done, but also, Daniel, I really want to understand why. Like, what what you're trying to achieve with it, and and the benefits that you think are going to come out of it for for the business.
1: Yeah, I think uh, something I'm really interested in is 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 kind of behavioural side of things in terms of how people think, how people work what people want to do um and, and so for me again go, going back to the pandemic side of things where, where i'm saying it's there's some rare positives which have come out of it another rare positive for 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 me as, as as a manager at true potential was to be able to try some things which you could only ever do in textbooks in terms of ways in which people could work so one of the all all of our staff have laptops and always have had laptops so they've always had the ability to be remote but i think if we were to say let's go fully remote in a normal scenario you you'd probably say are you mad but you know when 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 lockdown began in march last year we had no choice and the team have been an absolute credit in terms of their their common sense their grown-up approach to to work in fact so many of them have done even better working at home than they were doing in the office. Um, uh, and that's that's given me a chance to ask them why and what was working, what's working well, what's working not so well. And I think it was about August last year, September last year, we, we brought people back as a bit of a trial in terms of coming into the office and trying out just a, a bit of a rotational way of working. And so we've been following this following the data as we've been going along uh, from a quantitative side of things in terms of looking at how productive people are or aren't, but also we've been looking at qualitative data in terms of asking the staff and uh, uh, asking people who we work with what's good and what's not so good. So at the end of December, we we took the plunge and decided, right, let's rip up the traditional way of of working and let's go to a, to a hybrid uh, way of working now. So, We've just finished, I'm in the building today, we've just finished a four-month building project where we've remodeled it. So in December last year, we could seat 300 members of staff in the traditional banks of desks. You know, you know all of us hopefully know what's like long desks, chairs, monitors, cupboards, etc. Now we've got about 110, 115 desks like that. Uh, Instead, what we've got is larger space in the building. We've got Mm -hmm. more informal places to meet. We've got more open air areas. We're building a courtyard in the front as well to um, encourage people to get outside and, and think. And that space and that light, what we want people to do moving forwards is work in a hybrid way where they'll come to the office one, two, three days a week. And they'll use that as the opportunity to be able to meet with one another, interact with one another, socialize with one another as well, and get the human side of, of business and the human side of relationships done then. And then by the time you then get home, you can then stick your head down for those other two or three days that week and kind of do the, the grunt work. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the things, you know, you, you and I were were, were laughing just, just before we went live today, Justine, where, we were saying you, you've been Zooming from Zoom call to Zoom call and it, it, becomes a, it becomes a bit of a black hole, doesn't it? Where you, you're, you're so busy and it's just, it becomes very much ta- a task-based day. Um, I don't, uh, and it's not because I'm miserable. I, during all of lockdown, I didn't do one Zoom party with my friends. And the reason why is come Friday evening, I was exhausted from doing Zoom calls I um, and speaking to colleagues at work. And I just couldn't face looking at a screen again. And when I've been speaking to the, 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 the girls and boys here at True Potential, a lot of them have felt like that. And they've been so looking forward to getting back in the building and actually engaging with, with, with one another. And the feedback I'm getting now is I'm getting, I'm achieving with a quick conversation in five minutes what would have taken me thirty minutes in a Teams call or forty-five in, in, in a Zoom call there, and I think we've we've missed that informal way to 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 conduct relationships or to conduct work as well. So I think it's it's going to be a great way of working for true potential. We're very open-minded with it at the moment. We can add more desks in if we need to, but I hope we don't have to. I think uh, what what I'd like is people come to come to the office to get the things done which can't be done at home um, and then they can go home and they, they, they can do the kind of the, the, the more boring linear tasks which which some people have to do.
0: I think it's really interesting because fundamentally you know you, you've got these great opportunities but you also want to to get the very best talent and and that means you know you need to be an employer that people really want to work for and, and I think certainly for younger people that additional flexibility that recognition almost that you know we're part of two communities we're part of the one where we live and the one where we work and actually the realities we get we get that social stuff from work um, as well and so we almost you need to run towards that I guess is your theory and and actually Help people enjoy it and get the most out of it.
1: Absolutely, that I think I, I I want the the team members to really look forward to their their two days in the office that particular week to say to say to their husband or to say their wife or their partner, I, you know, I'm going to the office today. I'm really looking for it. Goes back to that point I was making earlier about waking up with a purpose. And I think yeah. you know certainly some of us, you know, I think it, it's it's well documented as well certainly during the last lockdown and in, in, in the winter, you know, I think people were kind of almost losing the will to want to get up. You know, it was dark outside and it was just yet another day in front of the screen. Um so I want people to be excited to come into the into the office and, and to work. But also if we go back to say the younger generation who are um you know maybe completing their first job and building up the confidence I was talking about the independence, they can only get that by Coming into into the office and meeting people just like them, or meeting people mm-hmm. who were just like them in in the past as well, because you know we need to learn. I, I think it would be a awful experience for that. Let, let's say you're a, you're a 16 year old straight out of straight out of doing your GCSEs and it's your first job, and you never come into the office. You know, mm-hmm. some some anonymous person sends you a laptop and some login details and they say, "Be there at 8 a.m. Shop log in." <laughs> that that's that's not what work's about um work is about bettering yourself by learning and and by building experience by building confidence um and and some of that can only happen by doing some of that can only happen by learning as well and I, I always think the best way to learn is to get you get your get your hands dirty and get stuck in there there, there as well and sometimes that's that needs to be physically done in 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 the office
0: yeah i mean people you learn off people and i remember as a a very you know early early years in my my career as a as a finance person you know i just i'd listen to how you know people who are more senior to me picked up the phone and talked to clients and and that was a big part a big part of how i learn um and i think everyone else learns as well so but I know that for you Daniel um you've also got a real interest alongside people on planet and sustainability and is is that part of what you've tried to build into this this new office as well
1: yeah absolutely you know so the 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 sustainability side of things what one of the things I was really keen to do was not just rip the office out and kind of chuck it all in a skip and start again so there's there's I'm, I'm actually counting it up at the moment because the, me and the architect were very keen on this about how much material we've reused uh, throughout the building um, mm-hmm. as well. So uh, there's I, I don't have the exact stats, but we've been you know reusing old wood panels and 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 re- repurpose, and then we've been reusing technology, we've been reusing old parts of furniture as, as well, and and. That's not to really, make it look like, like a vintage shop. The, the, the office and hopefully Justine will be able to come up soon. It looks so bright. It looks so so modern. And uh, Now, I'm, I'm, I'm really del- delighted with the, with the work that the, the building firm and the architect have done for us. But but also looking at the sustainability side of things and, and the actual environmental side of things for the building, we've got rid of just about every wall now. We've, we've obviously got some meeting rooms. Like I'm, I'm sat in a meeting room right now but we've got rid of walls which used to divide large parts of the office. We've punched through three solid walls on the ground floor and put bifold doors in there as well to be able to open up the outside and bring fresh air in the building. We've uh, planted a, a three-story living wall in the middle of the building as well to, to create better oxygen yeah. and airflow. Um, so all, all of these things are about creating a healthier work environment as, as well. So as well as not having almost batteries of desks in, 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 in the building. It's about creating a lot more light, a lot more air, which I think is healthier as well for people. So when they're coming into work, I think if you if you feel good, you're gonna you're gonna do more good work as well.
0: I think, I mean, I think it's it sounds like it's gonna be an amazing environment for people for people to spend time in. And you know that that will directly translate into Happier staff, more productive people, and just generally better performance, won't it? It it
1: it, it definitely will. And I think what we'll see, just as I was obviously saying about how well everybody's done working from home, I think we'll see it go better still once we're into this 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 full new pattern of working for us. at true potential, because I think working Monday to Friday, doing the same jobs in isolation. Yes, of course, you can be productive, but I think you can get tired without realising it. So I think being able to chop your week up and come into the building and do some good old-fashioned getting together and, and socialising and smiling and, and, and meeting with one another, um, you'll get a lot of the, the softly, softly tasks out of the way. And then I think you'll go back home to work and you'll feel energised as well. So I actually think, Productivity is going to be going to have another great boost uh, for for us here, and that's certainly, you know, what what we're doing right now here at the end of April. We've split the three hundred members of staff in, in the ten different teams, and over the next ten days, we've got thirty or so of them coming in every day, so we're having a bit of an induction day, too. And so we're I'm in the day four then now, and it's 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 been brilliant. It's been it's been lovely to see everybody actually, you know, but it, it's also been. Lovely to see how they've just clicked straight into gear and, in terms of their working. It it feels very new because it's obviously it's, it's it's a new layout and a new look in the office. But it also feels incredibly normal as well because everyone's just they've been looking forward to coming back in. They've been looking forward to seeing their pals and seeing their colleagues. And it's just it's it, it's a very nice feeling being sat where I am right now, surrounded with friends and colleagues.
0: It sounds like it's, it, in a way, you've managed to use COVID to sort of give a sense of a bit of a fresh start afterwards. And and it's, you know, what's even even better in a sense is how you've woven in, you know, what obviously really matters to, to you as a person and to true potential as a company, which is this kind of wide concept of sustainability, not just in terms of environment impact, but also in terms of the community impact which is which is fantastic and so you know when you look ahead Daniel now you've got obviously true potential you know really trying very different ways of working different environment but also when you think about leveling up for the north and what that means to you what's your sense about the future and, and you know your optimism in the sense of, of the opportunities that you're providing and others on the doorstep and, and the difference that that's going to make as a whole
1: yeah, I I think we've got some great opportunities coming up. I'm 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 actually really optimistic for, for the next for the coming months and years years ahead um, for true potential as a business, but but also for the northeast as well. I think we've 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 seen some of the great strides government are making to to invest into the northeast. You know, we're looking at obviously Freeport, we're looking at the the the, the campus for Treasury and, and some of the other great initiatives. Going on up there, and I think that's only a good thing for us in the northeast, where we're surrounded by some excellent universities. We've got Newcastle, we've got Northumbria, we've got Durham University, we've got Sunderland University, all all within a very tight radius. But then, what typically happens is those those students go there, they love living in Newcastle, but they they tend to, not, not always find that the the career opportunities are there for them. So then they they make the big the big. You know, kind of drive down south back, to, you know, down to London where the the jobs are and and the, the money is. What I'm what I'm hoping that comes out of this is the UK has proven that we don't need to be in several square miles of London to work successfully, to be productive, to create profit, to create jobs, to create all the great opportunities that come from a, a successful private sector. And, and what I'm hoping is that. Not just true potential, because I think we have we've we've learned some great lessons which we've put into action. But we're also not stubborn enough to say, "Well, that's the way we do it," and that's the way we'll we'll always do it. I think we're we're very open minded in terms of how we work and adapt. And what I hope is actually the rest of the region continues to follow that. You know, I think um, we've recruited sixty or so people over the last fourteen months as as well, and I think that's going to continue for us. We've also really helped with with the community side of things. I think it's it's one of the things I instill upon all of the members at True Potential is is the fact that when you come here, I I I want you to be loyal towards True Potential, and I don't mean that in, in some sort of weird cult based fashion. I I, I mean that, that True Potential should feel like your family. The people who you work with should feel like friends and, and family. Why? Because you work with these people for seven, eight, nine hours a day, five days a week. Um, so if you love where you work and if you love who you work for uh, every day should be, um, should be, should be a lot better, but also you should take pride in that. And that, that then comes in the community side of things, which I think all businesses have a, have a responsibility to, to not just look after their clients, but to look after their staff, but also to look after their, their local communities and, and we did some of that by yourself as well last year, just in with the, say, the C-19 business pledge, where
0: right. one
1: of the community goals in there was about how can private businesses help those out. So, you know, we 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 identified, say, all of our local, um, all, all of our more vulnerable clients. So part, part of financial services, you got to do um, something known as know your client, which means we, we really get to know our clients incredibly well. And we have a wealth of data on them. So. Very quickly, we were able to spot who were potential vulnerable clients last year and and between True Potential but also our staff, we raised £14,000 for for food parcels. We used a local firm, a local independent firm to create those food Mm -hmm. parcels and then we circulated them throughout the UK as well. And that that, that was such a delight to be able to help um, our, our, our more vulnerable True Potential clients across the country. And then if we if we just move slightly further forward again, you know the, the staff have been fantastic with helping me with, with getting laptops and getting getting technology a, a, across to more local students. You know, so I think obviously in, in, in last year there was when 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 children were unable to go to school, it, it really started to highlight. You know not a new concept but i really highlighted the, the the concept of the digital divide which is you know if you can't afford something a lot of people take for granted now which is an ipad or, or a laptop if you're then in a school which is locked down and doing remote learning you haven't got a chance to access and any, any of that so january when we had the, the latest sets of well, it, was, it began in december but as we got into january um me, the Peter Bowles uh, and and the True Potential IT team, did a great job of uh, of getting laptops into local schools. We we work with local community leaders, we we work with local councillors and 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 MPs as well to say which schools need the kit. We, as you can imagine, having a, a three hundred person operation like True True Potential, we've always got spare laptops and spare bits of technology almost sitting idle but also we also have access to better buying links and maybe what 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 the private individual would have and that was a great initiative that our staff was so helpful with that which goes back to this idea of not just community but but family and and looking after one another.
0: i think it's really inspiring fantastic stuff um Daniel Harrison, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's great to get a sense of just what's happening in the Northeast, these fintech jobs that you're creating and careers right on the doorstep. And then, you know, really thinking through fundamentally a different version of, of work to what we've had before, but one that I think makes it even better for people to, to thrive. So it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thanks so much and looking forward to seeing where you take things in the future.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me today. Just, you know, it's lovely to talk.